Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Kindest Regards. Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, I am exhausted and it's only Wednesday, but that's okay. <laughs> I just feel like there is so much going on at the moment. It is absolutely just crazy to keep up with it all with uni and work and wedding planning being in its final stages and then content creating and trying to be social and get enough sleep and eat well and ugh, it's just it's a lot at the moment guys but it's all good we're gonna get there it is short-term pain long-term gain so it's all good I have got a mixed bag today. I've actually done no real prep for this episode, which sometimes I quite like because I can just like have a chat basically rather than plan out dot points that I want to touch on. So bear with me. I might jump around a little bit, but I've looked through some recently asked topics that you guys have asked me to chat about. One that's popped up a lot is how to manage the pressure of wanting a career and also wanting babies. So I'm going to talk through like my thought process around that and how I'm hoping to manage and everything that kind of goes around that topic. The next thing that I'm going to talk about are kind of my high level like ins and outs for the first couple of months of this year like you know how you can kind of be like ins and outs for January or ins and outs for February I know we're like you know midway through March or early March but I'm just going to talk about like some of my ins and outs it could be like actual things or just like more holistically like ideas and concepts that I'm just like I'm putting in the past basket or that I love and then to wrap oh guys I'm sorry that's my doorbell (laughs) Sorry about that, guys. That was my Uber Eats guy delivering some ingredients for a salad I'm making for lunch. Um, it's early this morning, but I wanted to I wanted to get it sorted. Um, and then the last thing that I'm going to touch on are just some sort of high level recommendations that I have for other podcasts. I've had a lot of people ask, like, what are some podcasts that sort of talk about similar things that you talk about because they're looking to get into listening to more podcasts or just more recommendations. So let's get into it. Okay, so I just want to put a very large disclaimer on the top of this whole segment because I can obviously only speak from my own opinions and thoughts and feelings and obviously I'm I don't have children yet so I can only just from you know what I've been told about motherhood and what I've been told about what the reality of having kids is like I can only speak from that and from what I've been told so nobody come for me for like mischaracterizing parenthood or anything like that because that's obviously not my intention and we all go in I think, (laughs) to parenting with a certain glaze of idealism around the whole concept. And I think that if we were stripped of that, a lot of people probably wouldn't have kids because it's obviously a lot harder than anyone anticipates from the jump. So I think for me, just to preface, I I definitely want children. I am so excited to be a mom. Uh, Thomas and I have definitely put on the top of our list that we want to be parents and we want to be younger parents so it obviously is a little bit closer like in our journey like it's in the foreseeable future rather than something that would be way down the track 
So I guess, of course, it's sort of natural for me to think about what my next few years might look like if I were to get pregnant or have to put certain things on pause or anything like that. I think that it's a very real dilemma for women and it can be very scary if you have always seen sort of your career as a priority or even your study as a priority or that journey for you as you know an area that you put a lot of work into it's kind of a scary thought that all of a sudden you may have to put a lot of that to one side to focus on you know raising a baby I think uh, it's really tough because I feel like in my head I have sort of a a rough idea of how I want to do it but I know that in practicality it may not look like this so for me like I'm you know definitely planning on hopefully if everything goes well I obviously have no idea if we are going to struggle to conceive we may we may not obviously putting out good vibes hoping that everything goes smoothly but of course you just never know but if we were lucky enough to conceive in the next couple of years or next year or so Obviously, that would mean that when the time comes to actually have the baby, I would have to stop work for a period of time. I'm quite comfortable stopping work for a period of time. Like that doesn't really bother me. I'm sure that there's going to be nothing that I want to do more than be with my baby. I don't think that work is going to be in my head whatsoever. I think for me, the priority was always to get a lot of things done prior to needing to do that, I guess. So for me... Work is less of an issue. I've, you know, I'm comfortable in my job and that's that's less of a, an issue for me. But it's more getting all of my study done long before I have to worry about actually taking time off. So for me, I wanted to obviously graduate my double degree, which will happen long before I get pregnant, um, which is great. But then I also am going to go and get my, you know, do my PLT to be an admitted lawyer this year as well. So I definitely wanted to have that done and dusted before having a baby as well. So God willing that all of that happens this year, I at least won't have to worry about those things when I have a baby. But Obviously, taking any time off work can be a little scary when you have, I guess, associated work and working to be a big part of your life. You've got a journey you want to go on. You're trying to build skills and, you know, network and you're trying to, you know, solidify certain things. It's sort of a little scary to have to quite literally drop everything to be a mum. I feel very grateful that in Thomas and I's life, we have two sets of parents that are desperate to be grandparents and we know that they will be incredibly hands-on. I think we're going to have to schedule time to see our own baby, which is a very blessed place to be. And I think that that takes a little bit of pressure off knowing that, okay, like when the time comes that I do want to maybe go back to work, I don't, I'm not even going to hypothesize what that timeline might look like. It might be a year it might be a year and a half. It might be six months. I have no idea when I'm going to want to full time be like, okay, like I'm ready now. But I think having that support system is crucial for mums that want to do both. And I imagine that it would be incredibly difficult if you didn't have that. But obviously there's always daycare and 
you know, options for you. But I feel like sometimes it's just more flexible, I guess, if you have other people in your life that want to help bear that load. I know that Thomas will be taking a small amount of time off to have a baby, but obviously I will be the one taking the most amount of time off. He will be back at work. And I think that you know, I will be leaning heavily on my mom and Thomas's mom and my dad and Thomas's dad and my sister and our extended family to, you know, help shepherd me and guide me through that very big shift and time period in my life and work will recommence when it feels like it's right for me. But because I attach so much value to my own success outside of the home and outside of being a mom. Obviously, they're incredible. I'm not diminishing that at all. They're incredibly valuable and necessary tasks that need to be done by someone. And obviously, I do want to take on those tasks. But when the time comes, I will want to get back into work. What that will look like, I'm not sure. But I think there is such a stigma around both. So if you want to get help, whether that be a nanny or whether it be leaning on your family more or whatever the case may be so that you can go back to work full time or part time, which I don't know what I'm going to want to do, but I'm just saying like hypothetically, I want to go back to work full time or I want to go back to work part time after a certain period of, of time has passed. There is such a stigma that gets talked about around wanting to do that. And well, why have a baby if you want to just like go back to work? it's just so that's just so silly to me that whole line of thought I think that if you want to stay at home and just be a mom after you have kids that's fantastic there's absolutely nothing wrong with that there is so much value in that role and so much purpose and meaning in doing that but I think there's no shame that should be felt in wanting to go back and do something else to also you know that might be more cerebral you might be like okay I love being a mum, but I really also need to do this for my own mental health my own sanity my own self-worth it's really important that I have things outside of parenting that brings me joy and brings me meaning and purpose and I think that in many ways, I understand the argument like, okay, well, that's taking time away from me being a parent or I feel like I'm doing a worse job because I'm working and my time is split more. I think that can be true and like all those feelings are valid. I think the other side that sometimes people forget is, I mean, I grew up with a working mom, a working dad. I never had a nanny in my entire life and they managed and Obviously, it's much easier when your kids go into school and there's, you know, that eight till three o'clock where they're occupied and, you know, then maybe I I remember being in after school care a lot for like an hour after that and then my mum would come and get me and I had no issues with that. I never remember holes with my parents not being around. I know I don't remember feeling like work took priority over being my parents. I just I, I don't remember that. My dad had a very hectic job. He was traveled a lot, but I think my mom, she was always still 100% available as a mom, even though she, you know, worked full time as a psychologist. Like I never felt under, you know, like I, like I wasn't taken care of or I wasn't given enough attention. I was given heaps of attention and I always felt loved and cared for. And like she was an attentive mother. So I feel like 
I was inspired and took great value in watching her work. I grew up thinking that was normal. I never saw it as a negative. I think I would be a different person today if my mom wasn't you know, didn't value her career and I didn't grow up watching her value her career. I think that I think I got a lot of my ambition and my drive and my, you know, fear of failure and desire for success from her. And I think that I would feel quite proud if I managed to, in some capacity, do both. I'm not saying that it's going to look like your career is going to look the way that you thought it would look. I'm not saying your career is going to look the way it looked before you had a baby at whatever age you are, but I would be proud if I had a daughter or a son or whatever watched me, you know, tackle multiple things and find value in multiple things and still be able to be a hands-on, you know, engaged parent. And I would be proud if they saw that and maybe that inspired them to feel like they could do both. And I think that my mom certainly did. And I just never grew up with that thought process in my head like, okay, well, once I have babies, like, that's it. Like, I just, I like, that didn't even enter my head. Like, that wasn't even a reality. And I understand that it is a reality for a lot of people and I'm not taking away from that because I think you know, who knows, I might just be absolutely obsessed with motherhood and work is just like the last thing I want to do. But obviously, like, we're a two income family, like I, I, you know, hope that I can get back to work, you know, as soon as it makes sense for me. But I just think there is that stigma of, oh, well, you know, you're half a mom if you go back to work or, you know, you're not doing enough for yourself and your own goals if you're a full time mom. And I just don't think it's that cut and dry and I often think it's a lot of people that don't have children who are kind of chucking those opinions around and saying this is how you should and shouldn't do it and I just and that's so not my intention by talking about this on the podcast either I'm not offering a view I think that this dichotomy for women is going to be around so for so long this will always be an issue for women this is going to be a constant juggling act and it's unfortunate and hopefully if you're lucky enough to have a partner and family to support you through that journey and be ready to maybe take on more responsibility if they have to when you do decide to go back to work or support you if you decide that work going back to work isn't your priority I hope that you have people in your life that are happy for whatever path you decide to go down as a parent I think that as women particularly, not judging other women for how they choose to manage that parent work balance and how there is no right way of doing it is really important. And I know that sometimes like on TikTok and social media, it can be really easy to listen to people that are telling you the right way to do things. Like don't live in the comment section of life. I think I follow a lot of mums on TikTok and I absolutely love watching mums and how they like run their day and like day in the life of a mum. And that's amazing. And then I see some mums that are working and how they manage that work-life balance. And that's amazing too. And I never look at one and think that's the right way of doing it. So I think if you're in this position or this might be something that you have to consider in the future I would say be kind to yourself and be kind to others who are trying to navigate 
what that looks like for them and remembering that every situation is different and there absolutely is no right way of doing it. And I hope that this podcast will still be going and people will still be listening when I do have babies and maybe I can talk a little bit more about how I plan on juggling that and any tips and tricks that maybe help me along the way. Okay, so jumping into a lighter, not lighter, but like a little less sort of hectic segment. Um, I'm just going to talk about some of my ins and outs for this year. I think this is a really cool concept because I think it just sort of highlights how much our opinions and feelings and likes and dislikes can change quite literally like the wind. I know mine do. I can be absolutely obsessed with something one week and then the next week I'm just like, oh my God, get that away from me. Um, and I'm just going to, I'm doing ones off the top of my head, guys. I've literally written nothing down, which I know is just a little bit rogue, but I have a few things in mind. So one of my ins for this half of the year is I managed to track down long before they were actually in, like I've seen them at like 7-Elevens now, or maybe not a 7-Eleven, but it was like a BP or a Caltex or something. I actually saw this, but if you haven't heard of it or seen them on TikTok, there's a brand of pickle called Van Holten Pickles. And they went absolutely viral on TikTok. Like everyone was eating them, taste testing them, reviewing them, talking about them. And just a fun fact about me, I am a pickle girl. Like I love pickles. I love anything vinegar based. I'm, I like drink apple cider vinegar, like it's no one's business. Like, you know, those, they said for ages, like, oh, an apple cider vinegar shot is really good for like your metabolism. It's really good for your health and, you know, do it once a day or whatever. And people would be like, oh my God, it's disgusting. Like I hate it. I can't smoke. So I'd be like, pour a glass, like pour a glass, take a seat. <laughs> vinegar is just anything that's tangy and sour and vinegary is just so up my alley. I pickle my own things. Like I'm just, I'm obsessed with it. So when I saw these and there's so many different flavors of pickle there's like spicy there's like garlic you know sweet and sour whatever I just went okay I don't care what I have to do I don't care who I got to talk to but I need to try these pickles and they're American they're American so I found this convenience store I believe it's in Redfern and it's called like Buddy's convenience store or something so if you're looking to buy these pickles and you can't find them anywhere they shipped in like a day and I ordered like 17,000 pickles and I love them guys they're so good the only one that I didn't like was the I think it's called the big papa pickle it's just like the flavor was just like a little bit off like the because it's all like the pickle is like sitting in its own like juice and I think like the flavor of that was just like off for me so that just wasn't my favorite pickle but I love the dill pickle I love the um, sweet and sour one, the garlic one. I actually have the kosher pickles. I don't know why I ordered kosher pickles, guys. I don't even need to eat kosher. But anyway, there were two and I think they're like garlicky flavored pickles. So I have to try the kosher pickles that I have in the fridge. But I think I've said pickle more time than I've ever said pickle in my life. But if you are into them, I highly recommend ordering some because they're amazing and they really are the best pickles on the market. Another in for me is, oh, this is going to be, this is an interesting one actually, because I feel like it just goes against like my entire wardrobe. But an in for me right now is color. I, my whole wardrobe is probably like 70% neutrals and black and 30% color. 
and I've always probably steered towards more neutral looks, black looks, particularly like those ones that are very easy to replicate, you know, sort of street style vibes, nothing particularly flamboyant. I do have some flamboyant pieces that are block colors that I love or a floral or a print, but they sit in another wardrobe. Like that's how much I like don't want to see them in my day to day. Like they just throw off my whole vibe. (laughs) But lately, Maybe like going to the Harry Styles concert like did something to my brain chemistry, but I loved like dressing up in like feathers and color and like seeing everyone else like covered in color. And then I've been digging around. My bachelorette theme isn't color, but I wanted to wear a specific color to my bachelorette party. I'm still yet to find my outfit, guys. It's like a source of constant stress. But anyway, it's in like three weeks and I still don't have an outfit. Um, But I've been seeing how much color is on the market at the moment with fashion like how beautiful some of the color colored clothes are at the moment like not just block color but like stunning colors that I feel like I haven't seen in so long like fuchsia pinks and like I love pastel but like actual like vibrant colors that I would never normally be drawn to I have just been obsessed with and I'm not saying I've like forked out the money to actually buy any of these pieces at this point but I'm very tempted and I'm thinking that this winter because it's so easy in like autumn and winter to lean into the gloominess that comes from that post-summer vibe but I'm kind of tempted to like make sure that I add a little bit of more color into my wardrobe during those months because aren't they really kind of the months that we should be adding a little bit of like color and fun into our wardrobe so that it's not all like hoodies and doom and gloom so I'm gonna I think it's an in for me color and I'm just gonna try and incorporate more color into my wardrobe because I actually feel so good when I wear it and then I think I have to do this more and then I don't anyway moving on one out for me is a little bit of a rogue one because I don't even own them, but I'm so sick of seeing them, which is like so savage, but I'm just like over them. And it's Birkenstocks. I feel like this is such a moment in time and I've owned Birkenstocks before. I bought them when I was in Europe. They're so comfortable. I'm so on that. I get it. I understand it. But the second Birkenstocks became trendy, I feel like Everyone bought Birkenstocks and then it was like socially acceptable to wear Birkenstocks with absolutely anything, which I just so don't vibe. Like I think they don't go with a lot of looks that people just like make them happen with. Like they just try as hard as they possibly can to make the Birkenstocks look good with it and it just doesn't. I'm such like a ballet flat girl. I love certain types of sandals, like, you know, slip on sandals. I love them, but I just am not the type of person that's going to pair them with anything. Like I think they are appropriate for certain looks and I'm just not about like the Birkenstocks being like paired with anything. Like I really feel like they are a certain out, like it's, it's just for a certain look, like an errand run or like a beach day. Like, I'm not wearing these, like, mule Birkenstock slides to work. Like, I've seen it. I've seen them, guys. I've seen people be wearing them to, like, actual events. I don't know what it is. I'm not, like, trying to, you know, name and shame people. But for me, I was just like, I would, I just wouldn't. It's just not my aesthetic. So that's why it's an out for me. But I've missed the bandwagon in terms of actually buying another pair of Birkenstocks. I feel like this is such a moment in time, but I'm good with not not having owned them, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. 
another out for me, and this is like so controversial because I was so into it for so long, but the Instagram feed looking a certain way, I'm just starting to feel is such an out. Like I, I went through a phase where I really wanted everything to like blend and like look super crisp. And now I'm just like, oh my God, forget it. Like it's just more trouble than it's worth. And I think to myself, like how often do I go and look someone up and just like scroll through their feed. Like I actually don't do that very often. I spend most of my time on my news feed, which means I'm only really seeing the photo that they've just posted. And I'm like liking and looking at that. Obviously sometimes with like celebrities or like people that you gain inspo from or someone comes up in conversation and you, you look them up, like that's fine. But I mean more just like on the day to day, I don't know, like maybe I'm just like not doing that that much. I do spend most of my time on TikTok, but I feel like, I'm not doing that and I don't know how many people would be doing that for me and if you are like continue love that thank you but I just feel like you're going there to see like authentic I guess photos that that person loves and wanted to share and thought was artistic or thought was beautiful or thought they looked good in or liked their outfit and it's kind of like not human and normal to have every single one of those things like blend like it's normal for them not to blend so I just feel like I'm starting to care a great deal less about that. And I feel like it's definitely a bit of a thing that people are starting to care less about that. So just like post what you want and who cares if it doesn't fit the feed. (laughs) Okay, just to wrap up this pod, I'm just going to spend a couple minutes talking about some podcasts that I've been listening to lately. Some of these I've already mentioned on the pod before, but I feel like, you know, once that episode's like miles down the list, I feel like I have new listeners and people that haven't listened to that episode. So happy to recover some of them. I would definitely say that my most listened to podcast is The Girl's Bathroom. That is probably my favorite podcast at the moment. I'm absolutely obsessed with Sophie and Chinsia anyway, but they, wait a minute, is it Sophie or Sophia? I feel like I should so know that. Hold on guys. I'm doing like a on-air Google. Sophie. Sophia. Oh my God. I feel really bad now. I listen to them all the time and I can't even get her name right. Like that is, that is shameful. Okay. Chinsia and Sophia. Anyway, they have a great podcast where they talk through dilemmas that people have sent in and it's just really fun and light and they have like epic, amazing, bubbly personalities that are just like a joy to listen to. They also have a YouTube channel where they do like vlogs and, you know, different challenges and talk through different things. And I just feel like their energy is just elite and I just love watching and listening to them. So if you are looking for sort of a high energy vibe that's just like puts you in a feel good mood, go to the girls bathroom. My ride or dies are definitely like shameless and call her daddy. I think that those podcasts are just always going to be like a part of my weekly routine. I would like to recommend a couple of call her daddy episodes though, that I feel like might be a little bit old now, but that I loved. She actually, Alex Cooper actually reposted this as like a revisit episode in December of last year, but the Amanda Knox episode was just like so dope. And I feel like it's probably just combined my love of like call her daddy pop culture and true crime. And I just feel like that was just the ultimate call her daddy episode. If you didn't know, Amanda Knox spent 
a period of time in prison for a crime that eventually she, she was acquitted for. But it was an epic case and she actually sits down and interviews Amanda Knox about it and about her experience and it was incredible. I would also say that the Jane Fonda episode that she did recently, I think like last month, she sits down and talks to Jane Fonda, who is just like one of my favorite people ever. Like she's an icon. And I loved hearing about her journey with like eating disorders and fame and how she became kind of an activist. I just thought they were incredible episodes. Uh, Moving on, I would also... I would also recommend oh let me think I've been re I've been listening to a podcast called Rewives which if you're a Real Housewives fan you may have heard of this Bethany Frankel who was um an original Real Housewife of New York she has a podcast where she talks through iconic housewives moments and uh she has like mini episodes where it's just her but she also has guests that come on which are just fantastic and I absolutely love those they just like you know bring me joy because I just love the Real Housewives so much. And then I think one that I'll recommend that I have recommended before, but that I really loved was Life with Mariana, who Mariana is the founder of Summer Fridays, um, but she also has a podcast and she just talks about like wellness and like creating a brand and organization and tips for motivation and inspiration and that's just like all the good vibes for me like I absolutely love podcasts like that and I feel like my audience that like you guys like podcasts like that so I would say that if you're looking for that kind of vibe definitely check out that podcast guys this is so one of those episodes where I've ranted and I can't even remember what I talked about I don't know if I've ever said this before but I don't listen to the podcasts again before they go live because I find listening to my own voice the cringiest and most awkward uncomfortable thing in the whole world to the point where I don't even like sitting near or next to someone who's listening to something that I'm talking about so Thomas just like random thing that happened last night like one of my TikToks popped up on his TikTok for you page and he like listened to it and I was in the other room and I could hear my voiceover talking and I came and like freaked out and I was just like, please don't listen to things that I'm like talking in like near me when I'm in earshot. Like I just think it's the cringiest thing ever. So (laughs) once like I finish recording and editing this, like I never hear it again. So apologies if there's like a bit of a rant and just like all sorts of stuff going on in this podcast but thank you guys so much for listening as always head to the kindest regards pod instagram for any topics that you want me to chat about on the pod i love chatting to you guys so i will chat to you next week and i hope you have a wonderful rest of your week